Hello and welcome to the Jazz Matters podcast as we reach another small milestone. This is episode 20, which means over the last 10 months we've had the pleasure of meeting and speaking with 20 different bands, musicians, authors and radio station owners and many other people helping to make the jazz scene bigger, better and more diverse and inclusive space which makes it entirely fitting for episode 20 for us to be taking a look at the London-based Women in Jazz project, set up and run by Lou Paley and Nina Fine. They have a monthly show on Soho Radio, run workshops, hold regular meetups and provide live performance opportunities, all with the intention of creating more opportunities for women in the UK jazz scene and make it a more inclusive place. In our last episode, we spoke to the fabulous Barb Younger about her career and her brand new album, Bob, Brell and Me. If you missed that or any other episodes, you can still find them through our website at jazzmatters.net and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you normally listen to your podcasts. But now to Women in Jazz. And before we hear their story, this episode is also a great opportunity to share some brilliant music from women in jazz. So kicking off this episode is a brand new track from a fabulous young jazz vocalist by the name of Lucy Merrilyn. Taken from the recently released three-track EP, Sometimes I'm Happy, this is Lucy's take on Jimmy McHugh and Harold Adamson's track, Too Young to Go Steady. But then why am I feeling this way? Both too young, so he tells me And he says we'll have to wait Why wait until it may be too late? And does he realize he drives me wild? Is he made of stone? And must he always treat me? Like a child, won't he ever own up? And I've grown up, someday he'll be sorry. Someday, just wait and see. He'll wish he'd gone steady with me. Too 
Haley and I am co-founder of Women in Jazz. I also manage uh, Yaz Ahmed who's a British Bahraini trumpet and flugelhorn player and I also teach piano. Hello I am Nina Fine, I am a co-founder of Women in Jazz and I am an artist and music workshop leader as well. Louise Paley, co-founder of Women in Jazz, spent a number of years working with numerous musicians and jazz organisations across the UK and was always very aware of the lack of female representation. This became particularly apparent at Jazz Jams, where it was evident that female musicians didn't seem as confident or willing to step up as their male counterparts were. This seemed odd to Lou, given that many of these women had come out of the same prestigious music colleges as the men, but there seemed to be a lack of confidence or maybe a perceived lack of opportunity. It wasn't long before she reached out to her friend Nina Fine and the initial concept of a Women in Jazz project was born. The initial idea was to start with a festival, so I thought I just want to produce a Women in Jazz festival, but then took a step back and thought, no, let's. there's something bigger here. There's something, um, I want to create a brand um, and create something meaningful and tangible. So um, I rang up Nina and we met at the premises studio, went for a coffee and we started on Soho Radio with a monthly show. And our tagline, if you like, is celebrating um, and nurturing female talent um, across the UK. From this initial concept came this monthly radio show on Soho Radio, where Lou and Nina speak to a whole host of guests from the jazz world, and more importantly, not just women. The project has received a positive response from across the industry and continues to grow and grow. But what is it that's driving this on? And do they have a sight of where they are headed? It's been a really joyous journey and I think what's really key to Women in Jazz is that we just continue to grow all the time both from our own ideas and also from the people that we've sought advice from and the people we've partnered with because the thing about Women in Jazz is it's very much answering what the needs are outside and trying to find things that are meaningful to create sustainable change for women and everyone in the industry not only artists but also uh, managers, promoters, event producers, you name it. So um, I 
think, yeah, from starting with the radio show, we were interviewing artists from all different ages, backgrounds and jazz expressions. And then from that journey, what we've gone on to do is curate, programme and produce some really fantastic events, which have included our launch at Ronnie Scott's um, and also Jazz in the Round with Jez Nelson and Chris Phillips. Um, and then also to lead a series of workshops from March to May that focused on radio, music business and DJing. And for us, the reason for that was to really help artists diversify their skill set and provide entry points for beginners into the creative industry and really foster that community and that network that can help people aspire to those creative spaces and believe that they have permission to be there, um, which is a huge privilege and something we're always learning about but absolutely loving working on. Whilst we can and should celebrate all the hard work and early success of Lou and Nina's Women in Jazz project, it is important for us to take a step back and dig a bit deeper. After all, this is 2019, and here we are discussing the fact that women are not afforded the same opportunities as men, or at least are made to feel as though they are not capable of achieving the same things, or that they don't belong in certain places. Jazz author and critic Sammy Stein has also just released a book entitled Women in Jazz, unconnected from this particular project but obviously telling a similar tale and born from the same observations and frustrations. Sammy is a previous Jazz Matters guest and I had the privilege of receiving a preview copy of this brand new book. It's a fabulously insightful look at the jazz world, a must-read, and it echoes the words of Lou and Nina. Jazz may be behind the curve, but the curve itself is still not where it should be. it's not just jazz like this is a kind of wider kind of issue within society it's it's why they're not more women in tech why they're not women in in um you know the the other 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 roles um and so this is this is a a small part of a much bigger issue if you like and i think something that nino nino and i have really noticed and been discovering is that it happens from a much earlier age so i think there's been lots of systems and like initiatives put in place to try and make sure that there's you know like 50 50 split but actually it comes way before that it comes from um you know it comes from school it comes from nurturing kids at a young age so i think it's about how do we develop on that and how do we inspire the next generation of musicians um, not just vocalists instrumentalists and djs as well and something I would add to that is, it's really interesting that we, we're asking the questions, and I think they're very important questions. Why is this hap- Why has this happened? And why does it continue to happen? But I suppose as women in jazz, and, and Lou, let me know your thoughts too, um, we're interested in the how does it happen? And how do we collectively, both within the industry and outside, shift those messages and facilitate wider opportunities that 
better represent the industry and the systems that we want to have moving forward. So, you know, with the events and with the workshops, who is the talent that we want to see? We know visibility has an impact on people feeling like they can aspire to that position. If you see someone who's similar to you doing something and doing it fearlessly and to a high level, you are going to do it. And I think it's important for all of us to be asking, how are we going to create that change? But even more importantly, how are we going to continue to sustain that change? so that it is believable and that it continues to raise people um, to those places. So maybe we're all finally waking up to this issue, but we've still got a long way to go and we do need to be careful about how we get there. It isn't simply a case of, as many well-known organisations have started doing, bringing in female guests or employees just to fill a perceived quota. My own personal view is that tokenism, or the filling of quotas, is extremely unhelpful and can make those efforts lose credibility, whilst even being harmful to the very people you're trying to help. We discussed this topic at quite some length, and it's safe to say we shared very similar views. There's a more kind of damaging kind of issue here, whereby women are put into um, roles they're not necessarily ready for. So I think, you know, women... It's, it's great to have more women on stage, right? But it would nev- I would never want to put a woman there just to fill quota. And I think that's, that could be potentially really dangerous. And something that Lou and I feel really strongly about is that the, the artists that we're booking and the artists that we're seeing at different festivals at the moment, they have worked damn hard. And the reason they're being booked is because they're great. And we don't ever want that to be put in question, how much they've worked and the craft that they put in and how much they're contributing and the way that they're ch- changing how they express jazz and how it's, it's received in the industry. So it's very important to celebrate who th- the, the musicians that are doing great stuff. You're listening to the Jazz Matters podcast at jazzmatters.net. Women in Jazz as a Project is deliberately designed to challenge the status quo. In this instance, that status quo is the male dominance in the jazz industry. However, one thing that can be said for male dominance in the industry is that it works pretty well for men. Which brings us on to a very valid point. What happens when you try to rock that boat? Lou and Nina are very keen to stress that their project is entirely inclusive and their workshops are not only open to women. But they are very aware that this is a journey that we all need to take together and only by doing it together can we achieve lasting and significant change. But how are the men in jazz receiving this message and the gradual but definite shift? Are they viewing the Lou and Ninas of this world with suspicion or even disdain? Well, I'm very glad to report that the answer to this question 
is generally no. It's been really positive so far. I mean, we went on Moses Boyd's show um, last year on, on One Extra, and he said, you know, some of his biggest inspirations growing up um, in jazz were women, like Zara McFarlane, for example. And I think, you know, we recently had Reuben James on our show, who's very supportive of, of the female artists that are really doing amazing things in the jazz scene, like Judy Jackson and so on. So I think there's a really, it's felt like a really supportive community and it's, it's, it's exciting for us to learn about everyone's journeys as well within that. So how they got to that stage, who their influences are and what they're doing next with their journey. And, and in the industry as well, it's, it's been friendly and open and, you know, we, we want to have the conversations on in always. So even if there's disagreement, that's a great place to start from because as long as it, there's an open discussion, it's like, okay, what what's making you feel that way or think that way? And it's less about looking at who's to blame. We're not interested in that. There's a situation now. So um, let's, ha- let's approach these situations in fun ways, in celebratory ways and in interesting ways that push music in directions that we didn't even know yet. Since starting out with a radio show on Soho Radio, the Women in Jazz project has continued to grow, but so has the radio show itself, where they now offer guest spots to emerging DJs coming through their workshops and are looking beyond our shores with more international guests and offering more live music spots on the show. And whilst on the subject of a love of live music, this is also something they continue to develop and it doesn't even stop there. So our um, our big la- live launch event was at Ronnie Scott's um, in light of International Women's Day, and really exciting event. We ha- um, programmed Jessica Loren and her group, um, Shirley Tete, and we had Zakia do a DJ set afterwards. Um, and since then, um, we've created some really exciting partnerships with uh, Jazz in the Round. Um, we did we had Nikki Yeo and D Burns Entropy um, and Camilla George perform at that. And since then, we've um, partnered with Bonnie Scott to produce a live event series at Albright um, so Emma Jean Thackeray and Cherise Adams Burnett and Leanne Carroll so this again many different um, artists from different parts of jazz space which is really exciting um, we're continuing our relationship with Albright so that's going to be extended um, but really at the moment we're focusing on um, creating an artist development programme to help artists essentially get from A to B in their career and that's emerging musicians um, Um, So we're having a little bit of a break from the live sessions, but we're still going to incorporate those into our radio shows. Um, So that's the next step for Women in Jazz. And that's going to be a six-month programme that runs next year, um, from January to June. And um, we're essentially pairing up musicians from expertise in the industry, so be it lawyers or artist managers or producers, um, to help diversify their skill sets and basically... Um, give them the support and mentorship um, to help them get from where they are now to the next level. I would still love to be able to produce this festival. That was the initial idea, but we thought let's actually not run before we can walk here. Um, But in a few years time, um, it would be amazing to 
um, you know, bring together some of the artists already that we've, that we've been programming already from different parts of UK jazz um, and beyond. So bringing through these international artists on our radio show, for example, is a great start. Um, but really to create a, an exciting new festival um, that champions the, the amazing talent that's out there and not just musicians, but DJs as well, because um, that's really important to us. We've been working with a lot of DJs over the last year, especially through our DJ workshops. I think I would love to mention, as Lee said, we are London-based, but we're not London-centric. And also what that means is we really want to work with other cities and other places and people outside of London in Bristol, Brighton, Birmingham, Leeds. Those are just some of the cities we've connected with already um, to either bring some of the workshops or um, some of the live events that we've been working on and this um, artist development programme. So we're really excited to partner not only with people in London, but outside for sure, because each of those um, scenes has so much to offer and their own messages and stories to share and there are already great individuals doing things um, that we would love to amplify and just work with.
our final music track of this episode and something a little different. That is the very talented Cuban-Ethiopian singer, songwriter and artist Arima Ariga and Bristol-based and acid jazz-inspired Born 74. The track is called Blue Bossa My Feeling and it has been released as an EP of remixes on Ramrock Records. That brings us to the end of episode 20. A big thank you to Lou and Nina for their time in putting this episode together and to Lucy Merrilyn and Ramrock Records for the music. If you want to find out more about Women in Jazz, you can head over to womeninjazz.co.uk where you can get in touch with them directly. You can also find them on social media and as always, all the useful links will be in the podcast show notes for you. Lou and Nina are particularly interested in hearing from potential partners who truly understand and share their vision for the project and have a desire to help them achieve their goals. If that's you, then please do get in touch. It's a project that will benefit everyone in the industry and such a wonderful thing to be a part of. If you're listening to this episode before the 12th of October 2019, then we are right in the middle of our first major live music event, the Southend Jazz Festival. If you want to come and check out what's on, there's still time to head over to southendjazzfestival.com. I'll be back after the festival in two weeks' time, hopefully after some sleep, with another exciting episode for you. Until then, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen, and if you want to help support the Jazz Matters project, you can find out how at jazzmatters.net. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time.